Maybe if you're brand new, let me remind you of the vision here at FCC. It's Jesus every day, Jesus every one, and Jesus everywhere. And so as we kick off this new year with a new sermon series, we're going to be talking about the center part of that vision, that idea that Jesus is for everyone. And so over the next five weeks, we're going to focus in on ideas, thinking about what is worship like. That's what we're going to focus on today. What is the importance of life group and serving and giving and all the different parts of what we call here at FCC our discipleship pathway. And so I'm excited to dive in this morning. If you have your Bibles, I hope you do, turn with me to Psalm chapter 134, Psalm 134. And as you're turning there, I want to direct your attention to our screens. Uh, New Year's, we like to look back at some things. We like to look forward at some things. And so I just want you to see on the screens this morning that we are going to have actually some new members here at FCC. And so i got to turn my clicker on, don't I, in order for that to work. And so here they are, 29 new individuals have taken the Next Steps class. They are faithfully walking through the discipleship pathway. And so we've been clapping a lot this morning. Why not one more time? Let's put our hands together for these folks. We welcome all of you, if you are in here this morning, we welcome you into the FCC family, specifically the Southwest Campus. As I said, 29 of them are on the screen. And so here's the deal. If you guys see these people today, as you interact with them, just simply tell them, hey, we're glad that you're part of the family. It's good to have you part of fellowship, and we pray that they're part of the family for many, many, many years to come. Also, with new years comes new beginnings. And as many of you know, uh, Jared Walters, who was up here just a moment ago, his wife, Lauren, was our Kids Life Director for quite some time here at FCC. And this past fall, she has has let us know that they uh, have now given birth to their fourth child. And so we rejoice with that. But she stepped back from her role as the Kids Life Director this past fall. And so our hiring team, myself and four or five other individuals, have been searching over the past four months, and we believe that the Lord has led us to the right two individuals actually to take on that role. We're actually splitting it into an elementary school position and a preschool position, and so I want you guys to be able to put a face with a name and meet them this morning, and so let's welcome these two over here. Come on up. Don't be shy. This is Mary Carusi. You guys are probably familiar with her as well as Kevin Frisk, and so let's clap for them as they come up. Welcome them into the family as well. And so as I said, we're splitting this position in two. It was one role. We're splitting into two part-time roles. And so come into the light. Come into the light. Don't be shy, right? Come into the light. And so here it is. Kevin is going to operate as our um, elementary school director. This is his first day. And so he's on duty today. And same with Mary. She's on duty today. She's going to be our preschool director As we interact, what you're going to notice is Mary's going to handle more of the the behind-the-scenes types of stuff. They go on in the Kids Life ministry. Kevin's going to be on stage with me sometimes, right? And so he's going to be more of the out-front type of person, very similar to how Lauren and Jared operated when they were overseeing the Kids Life ministry as well. And so we're excited about what the Lord has in store for both of you, what he has in store for our Kids Life ministry. But I'm just overall, if you can't tell, I'm beaming. I'm ready to go in 2023. And so I'm excited for what the Lord has in store as we look forward to the exciting things that are to come in 2023. And so when you think about these guys that have just joined the church, we think about these guys who are coming on a staff, do me a favor, church, and throughout the day today, as you see these individuals, as you see them, welcome them to the family, give them an encouraging word, because bless them, they're working with kids, right? And so they're taking care of my kids, a lot of your kids, and so bless them, be praying for them as they really get into this role this week and over the next month. And as Jared said just a moment ago, if you haven't found a place to serve yet, the 22nd, we would love for you to be here. Kids Life, Student Life, Guest Services, what a great opportunity 
to serve the body of Christ. So let me do this. Let me pray for you guys. Let me pray for us, and then we'll get into what we have uh, from the Lord today. Uh, Father, Lord, we do thank you uh, once again just for who you are. Lord, for the opportunity that we have this very morning to come into your presence, to gather with your saints, and to worship and praise your name on high. Father, that's what we're going to talk about this morning, praising you for who you are. You're such a mighty God. You're such an amazing God. And we just adore who you are this morning. Father, I thank you for these 29 people who have faithfully walked into this church and become part of the body, taking that step to become members of this church. We just ask that in this next year, as they kind of establish their self within this body, Lord, that you would bless them, bless their ministries that they're serving in, bless the life groups that they're serving in, just bless their families as they move forward into 2023. And Father, I also pray a special prayer over Mary and a special prayer over Kevin this morning. Father, would you just use them in a powerful way this year? Year. Father, it's my belief right now that there are going to be kids in the classrooms who are learning right now about you who are going to come to saving faith in your son Jesus this year as a part of Mary and Kevin's ministry. And so we in advance give you praise for what you know is already going to happen. And so, Father, I pray that you use these two individuals in a powerful way. And I also pray that our congregation would come alongside them and minister to them as they serve them and that being this body of Christ. And so, Jesus, we love you. We look forward to what you have for us today, and we look forward to what is in store in 2023. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you guys can go ahead. Once again, we appreciate them. And you know, anytime one year ends, it's an opportunity for us to kind of look back at the previous year. I don't know if you've done this in your own life, but for me personally, I had last Sunday... I guess you would call it off, right? Faith at home. And so I've had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks to really reflect on my personal life and some things, especially within this body, that really last year I truly enjoyed. And so I just wanted to take some time this morning to appreciate you guys, but also to look back at some exciting things that have happened the past year. If you remember, this is a picture. And so if you were wondering who Kevin's family was, there they are. Uh, they're right there. This is the Easter egg hunt last, last year that happened. And it, I don't know if you were there, but if you were, you know that we experienced every season of the year on that day, right? There was sunshine. At one point, I had seven layers on. I had, uh, it was snowing at one point. I don't know what was happening at that Easter egg hunt, but it was wild. And so you could see Harry's flood up there. Chris Hall just bundled up, right? The bottom right, you could see we had some tailgates that our student ministry put on before football games this past year. Had a great time with some outreach. Uh, and then, obviously, a couple weeks ago, man, I mean, the, how, the Christmas party was an absolute blast. And here's what I was reflecting, and here's what I thought. You guys are so fun to do life with. Can I just say that? Like, any time we get together as a body, we just have a great time. It's a beautiful fellowship. And so I just want to say I appreciate you guys being such a fun congregation to be part of. But there's so much more to 2022 than just the fun and the outreach and the ministries and such like that. We also saw the Lord do some pretty awesome things as far as life change, didn't we? There were actually 67 people as part of FCC that went through the waters of baptism. 26 of them were here, and a couple unique ones. We got to see some families go through the waters together. You can see a father-son over there on your right. And then I got to experience something I had never experienced before, baptizing two young girls in the back of a pickup truck. I mean, that was wild. And the reason, if you weren't here, you're like, well, what do they do at this church, right? This is your first time. The reason was our baptismal had an issue that particular morning, and so we had to get creative. And so one of our life group leaders had a truck, and he said, 
Let's do it. And so that's what we did. We took the congregation outside and did that. So we rejoice in the life change. But then I started thinking even more about my, my personal life and, and just me individually and the impact that you guys have made. And there's so many of you in here right now who have impacted myself, my wife, my parents, her parents, and our kids in just a powerful way this past year. And so these next two pictures are just a snapshot of some of the individuals who have impacted our lives this year. And so as we start 2023 together, I just want to look back at you guys and say thank you for being such an awesome congregation to shepherd. We truly believe that the Lord is moving in a powerful way. And I've just been blessed to be a part of the movement that is happening. And so, church, as I reflected on these things and really many other things, and as you reflect on your past year, do you know what I realized? I realized that even though there are tough and difficult things that happened last year, there are sad moments that happen, there are um, trials, there are difficulties that all of us face throughout 22, but the reality was we're still a really blessed people, aren't we? I mean, we are such blessed individuals, and this church has been blessed in many ways. And I said, and I said it before, I'll say it again, 2023 is going to be an awesome year. And so I hope you're here excited and ready for the journey, because I believe the Lord has some awesome things in store. And so the question becomes, with all these blessings that we're talking about this morning, how do we respond to it? Like, how do we as his people respond to the many blessings that the Lord has poured out on our lives? And the funny thing is, our response should be exactly what we're going to talk about in our text this morning. It's a beautiful thing. What we should do is turn around and bless him or praise him or like we'll talk about this morning, we're going to worship him. And why do we praise him? We praise him for who he is. Right? We praise him for what he has done, what he's currently doing, and what he's going to do moving forward into the future. And so as we begin this journey together today through this wonderful psalm, Psalm 134, I want you to understand that this psalm is really about two things. First of all, it's about blessing, worshiping, and praising our Lord Almighty. But secondly, it's about when we do that, we receive those abundant blessings back in our lives. I saw a quote this week as I was studying. I, I loved it. It's by Ray Fowler. You can write down the second half especially. It says, the life that blesses God is a life that is blessed by God. You can break this whole psalm. So if you're wondering what this psalm today is about, here's what it's about. Into two basic statements. May you bless the Lord, and may the Lord bless you. May you bless the Lord, and may the Lord bless you. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Psalm 134. It's not a long psalm. We have a whopping three verses to walk through today. But let me tell you, it's packed with truth. And so let's dive in. Let's see what the Lord has for us this morning. Verse 1, here's what it says. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Now, the first thing we need to know about this particular psalm is that it is the last psalm in a series of 15 psalms called the Song of Ascents. Now, if you have a physical copy of the Bible right now, you can probably see if you look from Psalm 120 all the way to Psalm 134, at the top of every psalm, there's a little title. It says, A Song of Ascents, A Song of Ascents, A Song of Ascents. 
And the idea behind these 15 psalms is that these are songs that pilgrims or travelers, if you will, would sing together on their way to, on their way from, and while they were actually in Jerusalem. And think about, so think about it like this. It's like a, a best hits track, if you will, right? It's like a playlist or a CD album. I don't know what generation you're from, but it, that's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a best hits for these pilgrims to sing. And thinking specifically about Psalm 134, most believe that this particular psalm is an exchange. It's an exchange between the worshipers as they are leaving the temple and the priests and Levites who would remain and keep watch over the temple. And so I want you to picture this in your mind for a second. As the worshipers are departing or leaving Jerusalem, they're leaving the temple, they would call out to the priests and the Levites who were standing watch at the temple, and they would say, Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. They'd say, Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. And so the worshipers would call this thing out, it's like a call and response. They'd call this thing out to the priests and the Levites, and the Levites and the priests would respond and they'd say, May you bless, or may the Lord bless you from Zion, he who created heaven and earth. So does that make sense what this looks like? So that's the image I want you to have in your head as we walk through this. It's like a call and then a response. And so let's unpack it. Let's get into the, the, the depths of it. Starting in verse 1, I underlined four key words that I want to focus on first. It says, come, bless the Lord. Come, bless the Lord. Point number one this morning is simply this. We are to worship the Lord. You and I, as his followers, are to worship the Lord. And church, what a beautiful beginning to the new year for all of us. A text that a moment ago, once again, it says, come, bless the Lord. What a great way to start the year. Amen? What a great first four words to start, the, to start the year. Now, when you see the words, bless the Lord right there, that doesn't mean to bless in the sense of a greater person that blesses a lesser person, okay? We all know that God is infinitely greater than any of us as mere human beings, and so it's impossible for us as human beings to, in a sense, bless the Lord. And so the question is, what is the psalmist getting at when he says that we need to bless the Lord? Here it is. The idea is that it blesses God, it blesses and honors him when we, as his followers, praise, worship, and thank him appropriately. In fact, if you look at the literal translation of the word bless right there in verses 1 and 2, which we saw a moment ago, you'll find that it means this. It means to kneel or to bow down in worship. And actually, in other translations, if you're reading this morning, maybe out of like the NIV, for instance, you probably see instead of the word bless, it actually says praise the Lord. And so we bless God, get this, by praising his name and by kneeling down at worship before him. And church, when you think about that idea, isn't that just a wonderful thought? Like, think about this this morning, just for a second. You and I have an opportunity to be a blessing to God. Like, we have an opportunity to be a blessing to God. And that's what the beginning of this verse is really all about. It's about us blessing him. It's about us praising him. What this verse is doing is it's a call for all of us to speak well of God. It's a call for all of us to, to tell other people about his greatness. And it's a call 
to demonstrate that his name should be exalted above every other name. And my friends, if you look at, back at the verse, who is this call for? Who were the people who were supposed to give this blessing? Look again at verse 1. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. Church, as we spoke about at the very beginning of this message, we all, if we're being honest with each other, we have certain things, special things, if you will, that we can praise God for, don't we? Like every one of us, looking back over last year and even the years before that, we have specific things that we can point to and say, man, God really moved in that. And as I was studying this week, I came across a commentary uh, by a guy by the name of David Gusick. And in his commentary, he gives four reasons that the servants of the Lord should bless the Lord. And so I want to share these with you. We're going to do them pretty quick. I'll pause after the third one. But here are four reasons why you and I, as servants of the Lord in this year, should be blessing the Lord. Check them out. Number one, we should bless the Lord because we have the opportunity to partner with God in his work. And that's a special blessing, is it not? I mean, think about that for a second. We have the, the privilege, if you will, to partner alongside him in his work. Number two, we have the opportunity to enjoy the nearness with God that comes from working together with God. And so get this, when you partner with God, watch how they build on each other, right? These are going to build. As you partner with God in his work, you experience a closeness with God that you otherwise could not have experienced had you not partnered with him. It's a beautiful thing. Then we come to number three. It continues to build. Watch number three. We get the opportunity to receive special strength and anointing as we serve the Lord. Now, I want to pause on this one. When I was reading this and meditating on it and thinking through it, my mind immediately went to one particular individual in our congregation. How many of you guys know who Harry Flood is? Raise your hand real high. Exactly, right? You know him. Why do you know him? Because he is all over the place, right? He is doing the Lord's work. And when you look at this, these particular first three points, and as well as the next one in a minute, what you see is that Harry is partnering with God in his work. What do I mean? He's a guest service team leader. He's part of a prayer group with me on Wednesday mornings. He's leading a life group. The man is doing the Lord's work. He has said yes to the Lord. And believe me, many of you guys are partnering with the Lord as well. It's one example. But then when you, when you look at it, as I've watched him, he's been in the congregation a little over a year now, and as I've watched him partner with God in his work, what has happened is his relationship with God has flourished, brothers and sisters. It has absolutely flourished. And what's been cool is I've seen that special strength. I've seen that anointing in him over and over and over. I've watched him lead a Bible study. It's amazing. I've watched him lead us in communion. And if you were here when he did that, it was powerful. I've watched him teach an evangelism class to 60 of you guys in that gym. And you can just see that what's happening is as he's partnering with the Lord, as he's growing closer to him, when he goes to do the ministry, there's a it's just a supernatural amount of anointing that comes over his body as he delivers. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. And the last one is this. As he moves forward, here's what I believe. He's going to continue to experience new and exciting challenges of the faith. And so, brothers and sisters, when I think about all these together, here's the reality. They are free and available for all of you. They're there, right? But it starts at the very beginning. It starts with all of us simply saying, yes, Lord. And when he calls us to do something, saying, yes, I want to partner with you in your work. And so here's the application question, very simple. 
when you think about what's coming up in 2023, when you think about your involvement in the church and your involvement with your relationship with Christ, how can you take a step further in 2023? How can you stretch yourself and say, I want to partner with God in a deeper way as we move in to 2023 so that you can truly experience all the blessings that the Lord has for your life? Amen? Now, before we move on to verse 2, let me give you one more thought from verse 1, and it's the very end. Let me click to it real quick. It's the very end. It says, come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. And then at the end, it has this kind of funky statement, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. And so what is that? Like, why is that important at the very end of this particular verse? Well, Bible commentators point to several different references that this could be drawn from, but regardless of the specific reference, here's what I want us to get. These words, what they do is they remind us of the ongoing nature of worship, the ongoing nature of worship. And here's what I mean. Day or night, no matter what time it may be, 2 a.m., 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., 8, whatever time it may be, here's the idea here, the Lord is always worthy of praise. Isn't that a beautiful thing? He's always, and the idea of the word standing, what that actually means, that word standing right there, what it means is to be present, alert, and ready to do whatever the master wants you to do. And so here it is, as followers of Christ, you and I have to remember that the Lord is always worthy of our praise. He's always worthy of our praise, day or night, Good or bad, easy or hard, he is always worthy of praise. And in addition to that, with that word standing right there, we have to remain present, alert, and ready to serve him in whatever capacity he calls us to do. No matter what it is, easy, hard, difficult, whatever it may be, we are to be obedient to him. Let's move on. Verse 2. Verse 2, we get into the idea of lifting up our hands. And so it says, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Now, I want you to first notice the emphasis on the words, bless the Lord. You saw it in verse 1. And so we've read two verses now, and what's the big theme of the verses? The theme, the emphasis over and over that we're seeing is, we need to bless the Lord. We need to praise the Lord. We need to worship the Lord. So that's the emphasis there. But then when you think about it, in the Hebrew culture back in biblical times, excuse me, the lifting of hands was not only a common posture of prayer, but it was also a common posture of praise. Okay? And, and so why, when you think about the idea of lifting hands, why do we do it? Like I was watching even a second ago while we were worshiping, and I looked around the room and I saw some people Hands raised, hands out, hands up, down. I don't know. Everybody's doing different things, right? And so what, why are we doing that? What's the purpose behind the lifting up of hands? Is it for show? Is it for fun? Is it just like an entertainment, rah, rah, shish, kebab, go, Lord? Like, what are we doing here? Are we trying to show that one person's more spiritual because I lift my hands and you don't? What does it actually symbolize? Well, here it is. We lift our hands to physically express our praise to the Lord. That's what it is. You are physically expressing, you're doing what this verse says. You are blessing the Lord in a physical way. And so here's a key point I want you to get this morning. We are to physically express our worship. Physically express our worship. Listen, listen the lifting of hands displays for us 
three things. I'm going to give them to you. I want you to write them down. Three things, three reasons why you will see people and why I would almost even encourage you to lift hands during worship. Here's what they are. Number one, they are signs, or it's a sign of surrender and submission to God. And so when you look around and you see people lifting up their hands, what they're doing is they're saying, Lord, I am completely submitted to you. I surrender my life to you. That's what that's signifying right there. Number two, it's an act of adoration or praise, like we're talking about this morning. And so they're saying, Lord Almighty, I adore you. I praise your name. You are the almighty God. Number three, it's a visual expression of our dependence. And so they lift up their hands and they say, Father, I am completely helpless on my own. I am dependent on you to meet my every need. And so church, that's why when you look around the congregation, it's not a symbol of I'm spiritual. It's a symbol of submission. It's a symbol of adoration. It's a symbol of dependence. And so to be consistent with that culture in that day, we see these pilgrims getting ready to depart from Jerusalem. And what are they doing? They're calling out to the priests and Levites. And they're saying, lift up your hands in the sanctuary, in the holy place, and bless the Lord. It's a beautiful thought, isn't it? It's just an absolutely beautiful image to look at. Okay, that was the first part of the psalm. It was the long part of the psalm, if you will. Then we come to the response, and the response is in verse 3. Let's see what the call back to the worshipers is. It says, May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Point number two this morning is this. We are blessed by the Lord. And we said that at the beginning. You and I, as followers of Jesus, as his servants, we are all blessed by the Lord. Church, this is an absolutely beautiful end to these 15 psalms, songs of ascent. And I want you to really get this. I want to try to paint you another picture as we walk through this. I want you to think about this. These pilgrims or these travelers had come to Jerusalem. They came to Mount Zion. They came to the temple, if you will, to bless the Lord. They came singing praises. They came singing all the 15 greatest hits, right? They were singing the track, the playlist, the CD. They're jamming out. They came to simply on one mission. I'm coming to bless the Lord. I'm coming to praise the Lord. I'm coming to worship the Lord. But check this out. How do the songs of ascent end? you got Psalm 120 through Psalm 134, and what's the very last verse in the songs of ascent? Let's look at it. It's the idea of God's blessing going out with all of the people. So check this. They all come in, all excited to worship and praise the Lord, and on their way out as they're leaving, the response is, may the Lord's blessing flow from Zion to every single one of you as you make your way back home. It's a beautiful ending where the focus goes back on God sending the blessing to all of us. Now, let me point something else out at the end of verse 3. At the end of verse, or in verse 3, it says the words, bless you. Now, did you notice the you is singular? It's not a plural. It doesn't say bless them. It says bless you, talking about an individual. Now, why is that important? Here's what I think. It's important because it shows us that God has specific blessings for each one of us. Isn't that cool? God has a specific blessing for 
every single one of you in here this morning. Friends, God loves you so much, and he wants to bless every single one of you individually. And so, church, my prayer is that the Lord will bless you abundantly in 2023 as you praise his almighty name. Amen? Now, as we close out this morning, I want to leave you with a thought, and it comes once again in the form of a quote. I don't usually use a lot of quotes, but there are just so many really good commentaries on this this week. I want you to see this because it really wraps this up and leaves us in a really good place this morning. Here's what it says. So, so the thought is that if we bless God in our worship, as we must, then God will also bless us abundantly in our daily lives. This is the, you know, you can write this down. This is the ultimate goal of any Christian, to bless God and to be blessed by him. Is that not the goal, brothers and sisters? To bless, praise, and worship God, and then in response, he promises to meet our needs every single day. Church, as followers of Christ, we are called in our lives to worship every thought, every word, every action. We are called to live a life that brings praise and honor to him. And when we do, we will experience the abundant blessings of God in our lives. Now, as I was studying this week, I came across a really famous hymn. It has the name Doxology, which uh, if you really break that down, it's the song that says, praise God from whom all blessings flow. It's a hymn. You guys have heard this before, right? It's a famous hymn. Well, the song is really beautiful, and it's honestly, it's such a wonderful summary of this particular song. I mean, it, it's perfect. Think about, the, think about the title for a second. Praise God. That's verses 1 and 2, is it not? I mean, that's us blessing the Lord. That's us praising God. So praise God, and then what does it say? From whom all blessings flow. Is that not beautiful? That's verse 3. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That's God pouring out blessings upon us. And so as we sing this song together, Kelly and Ruth Ann are going to lead us in a minute. May the words of this song be true for our church and be true for our lives individually in 2023 and beyond. And may we bless and praise God. And may he also bless us. And so church, I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm actually going to stay up here and lead us in worship. I'm going to join the choir. Turn my mic off for sure. But I want, I want us to sing, and here's what I want to challenge you to do. As you do it, express that worship physically. I know that's uncomfortable for me. I grew up in a church where I was like that, right? But the Lord calls us to express it, and that may look different for all of you, but he calls us to express our worship in a powerful way, lifting our hands, lifting to the side, whatever it is, praying to God Almighty, express the Lord, tell him how wonderful, we, how wonderful he is as Kelly leads us in a word in a song this morning.
Father, that is our prayer this morning. Lord, you are almighty. We adore your name. We look to you as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we praise your name today. Father, we thank you for our time together. We thank you for this wonderful text that is so short but so rich with truth. And Father, my prayer is that as we head into 2023, may we be a people that blesses your name above every other name. May we praise you with every word, every thought, every action that we take. And may people see us. When they see us, Father, may they see you. May your name be the one that's great, not our own. And Father, my prayer is that you will do the exact thing you have always done with your church. May you bless this church. Father, we love you so much. And Father, I pray if there is an individual in here today who does not yet know you, may today be the day that your spirit works in their life and that they would call upon your great name for salvation. Father, we know that salvation is only found in your son, Jesus Christ. And so I pray that if there is someone in here today, you will do a supernatural work and that you will call them to yourself today. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And as we sing this one final song today, may we do exactly what the, 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 the title of the song is. Christ, may you be magnified. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen, amen. Well, I hope the Lord has spoken to you today. A couple quick things on your way out. Uh, first of all, as Jared mentioned at the very beginning, on your seats, there is what we call a connection card. We would love to connect with you, especially if you are new here or we haven't received your information yet. We have a connection table right over here, my right, your left. Uh, Sean Heath is already over there. He's our guest service team leader for today. I promoted him a couple weeks ago to a staff member, and so he's a team leader today. Linda may make her way over as well. She's our guest service leader. She is the staff member, and so either one of them would be happy to connect with you this morning and tell you more about Fellowship Community Church. I'd love to meet you as well. I'll be right out here in the hallway. Um, Also, if you're interested in being part of that guest service, kids life, student life training that's coming up on the 22nd, really easy way to do it. You can write on your connection card. You can actually write Uh, Just write volunteer training, and we will get you signed up. That way you don't have to go through the whole RSVP through an email. You can do it this morning, drop it in the box, and you are set, and we'll get you signed up for that. Also, let me point your attention to this. I didn't talk about it at the end of last year because I know we had Christmas and New Year's on our mind. But we have a reading plan for our FCC family that is going to go on all throughout this year. And so, yes, maybe you might be a week late in joining us, but you can catch up. What it is is it, we are going to read through it. I'm already in it. Uh, it's wonderful. We're walking through the entire New Testament in one year, okay? So the entire New Testament, it's one chapter a day, five days a week. I don't know if the Lord had that planned or not, but it's just funny. There's 260 Monday through Fridays every year, and there's 260 chapters in the New Testament. Isn't that cool? And so that's what we're going to do. One chapter a day. We started in the book of Luke, and so we read Luke 1 through 5 last week. This week, we're going to pick up in Luke 6, and so if you want to join in, Just read two chapters a day all week this week, and you are set and ready for the rest of the year. And so we invite you to join us. That The reading plan is on our website, and Linda also includes it on our weekly email every single Friday. You'll see at the bottom that there is a where we're at in the reading plan for this year. Finally, next week, we hope you come back and join us. We're going to continue in our Jesus Everyone sermon series. I'm going to be preaching once again, and we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. And I started prepping yesterday. It is so good. And so you guys are not going to want to miss next Sunday. We're going to talk about the emphasis of being involved in community, specifically in life groups next Sunday. And so we hope you come back and join us next Sunday. But I hope you all have a great day. God bless, guys.